Yo, what's up you guys? Good to be back. Man, I was kind of out for the whole week. Not really not really sick to where I couldn't record, but I was coughing and like sniffling so much from allergies and maybe having a flu that um I just didn't want to make a podcast with <laughs> trying to make uh trying to make sentences through all that noise. I mean, I had a bunch of stuff to talk about because I've been looking up shoes for this half marathon that I'm doing, and I was just seeing uh, how people make review videos and the different styles and stuff like that, and it led me to talk about this. Um, I've been watching YouTube stuff since man, I, basically since YouTube started, and the best channels and personalities for me is when people didn't go over the top with a weird personality or an overboard saying. It's a lot of people that were just kind of being them, being good at what they did, and being true to their um, followers, subscribers, and anybody that gave them any attention, right? And some of these people are extremely rich. Some of them aren't rich, but they have rich friendships and and a, a positive impact on in the YouTube community in general. There's a couple people like the Stradman, for example. So this is a guy that had an accounting job just like I did. He got laid off. And he decided to take his car to California, live out his car, and do super or yeah, supercar spotting, um, which is you basically just look up or you're looking for high end supercars and hypercars on the corner of downtown LA. Well, this is specifically LA. You can do that in any place, but and about ten years later, here he is in a multi million dollar house with like twenty cars. And he just did YouTube. You know, he, well, I mean, obviously he did something outside of that, but he doesn't have to show that the bulk of his stuff is YouTube. And I did get to meet him one time when I lived in Dallas because one of my neighbors was a um, car enthusiast and a car column writer. And he had a McLaren 570S and a Porsche GT3 RS. And you could tell those are his because he's the only other person that liked cars. So he had a bright orange and a siren green. And one week, um, Stradman came to town. I didn't know it was him at the time. I just saw the car. I didn't go knock on his door. And then I see the uh, YouTube videos come out. And I was like, oh, man, he was literally two doors away from me. And I could have met him. So... I hope to meet him one day because he's a pretty cool dude. But again, he's just being himself. I've heard of other people knowing him that he's just as genuine. He's kind. Um, another person that I follow is uh, Carl Sagan42. <laughs> I know that's a funny name. But he was a streamer for Super Mario Maker. Now, I want to say I've been watching him for like five, six years plus, and he doesn't really do anything special. So he's a real scientist because it was funny when um, the virus started happening. Everybody was asking him questions, and it was so funny to see in his chats about Super Mario 
and vaccines and vaccine like safety and how the development of these things go on. But I've been watching them for five to six years. Millions of followers or not followers, millions of subscribers. His views get into the 100K, 200, 300K on a daily and he just plays Super Mario, which something I enjoy. It's just relaxing. It's not like I... A lot of people think you have to gain something from watching a video like knowledge or something new to do, but I watch YouTube for research sometimes on stuff like I have to do my brakes, and I was just brushing up on the info on how to change the brakes, and YouTube is really good for that, but YouTube is ultimately just entertainment, right? Entertainment to be able to show you like how to do something, entertainment to show you like what's going on in the world, a lot of different people's perspective. I mean, it's just like this in a podcast. So what I mean by being yourself and not having an over-the-top personality, there's a lot of people on YouTube that scream and yell and do extreme stuff and sure, they get a lot of views, um... It's easier to make content because you can basically do anything and get a million views. Well, all the people that I know that are genuine, they might get half the views, but they're just being themselves. And after a while, acting gets a little tiring. You know, acting like you're somebody else. Yelling and screaming, having to jump up and down, you know, the whole nine yards. I know you guys know what what I mean by, like, people with a fake personality when they're out in public. And then when you see them behind closed doors, they're, like, trashy people. They, they talk behind people's backs. They don't treat people the way they should be treated. Um, and it's just an overall bad situation. You know, you don't want to be around those people. And those are the people that are getting the most views. So they think... You should emulate whatever that person's doing, which unfortunately happens a lot to these younger kids and they don't know what a real personality is and they just end up being kind of terrible, you know. So I was thinking while I couldn't really talk without coughing and sneezing the whole week, I got around to thinking there's a few things that I do really have a passion for, which is... A new one, which is running, um, lifting weights, obviously you guys know that, uh, MMA, which is another thing you guys know, and gardening, and gardening and grass, because those are two completely different things, and don't try to lump them together, because you will get scolded on the internet if you limp, link uh, gardening and grass together. I have a very specific grass that I wanted um, Bermuda Royal TXD in my backyard to mimic a golf green, but still be soft enough to be able to lay down in the grass without getting poked by like sticks and stuff. And then gardening, obviously for sustenance and, you know, just a good habit to relax and, and create life where there once wasn't right. So I came up Because my time is always limited. I'm either working in a meeting or doing something outside or doing something with my dogs or having to go here or there. But I came up with like a soft schedule on 
how I can structure these things, and I'm going to make a YouTube um, channel out of it. Now, I do have a channel. I just, all the videos I've uploaded are kind of just test videos I did with previous podcasts in the beginning, so I have like the first five, I want to say the first five to ten recorded as videos as well, but I wasn't a big fan. My office is not really set up to talk to people like I'm in this corner and there's no angle with my camera where I feel comfortable in like acting well not acting but like looking like I'm paying attention because obviously you really can't look at the camera and then look at your visuals on your screen just to make sure everything is okay because then now you're just looking at an angle and the camera is just looking at you and it kind of look to me that kind of looks dumb and obviously, I want to do in-person interviews because you don't get the same kind of effect. Now, I can talk to somebody and we can talk each other's ears off and it can be a good conversation. And the few conversations I've had are with really good friends, all of which I've almost known. I think Andy, I know his podcast didn't get uploaded because there's some something wrong with the audio. But I think everybody that I talk to, I've known for at least a decade or more. So I can send them a voice message and we can have a riveting conversation and it's easy. But I would still rather do in person because you get that personal connection. You can pick up on body language. You can ask different questions on the spot because there's no delay. All kinds of things come into play whenever... Um, you're doing something in person, which is which is way better in my opinion. You know, all the all the other interview styles that just use Skype and such like that, it's kind of annoying sometimes because they're on their phone, they're like moving around and you know, ruffling around, there's a delay, so when someone talks they're laughing and then they're like, Huh, what'd you say? And then they start laughing, it's like, oh, and then it gets off. It's a little annoying to me. So I don't want to do that often uh, uh, except for like right now I'm kind of forced to do it because I have a small office and I don't have enough money to bring people out you know people ask for fees to appearance fees or or people that I want to talk to aren't in the state and I would rather travel to them or them travel to me but that's not in the cards right now I'm kind of poor I'm kind of poor in that aspect right so I want to create these videos for, you know, being a daily vlogger, but to motivate and help people in a different way outside of the podcast, right? So like I said, I'm training to start lifting in comp- at least local competitions again because I couldn't be bothered to travel right now. It's just for me, it's too much of a hassle. I don't want to do it. Got to find somebody to wash the dogs. Got to pay for everything. Got to court. I'm just not. It's too much work. And I want to chronicle my small journey, even though I've been lifting weights for 20 years now. So I have a bit of experience. And you know what? Anything I do or say, take it with a grain of salt. Go find a coach. Um, go do the research yourself if I say anything. Because, yeah. I have been working out for 20 years, and it's pretty much not really changed. There's nothing revolutionary. It's just a different approach, or however you want to approach 
your lifting journey. Because if you hear anybody say, you need to do this, just say, okay, and then do the research yourself. Because for your goal, you may not need to do that. And I hate it when people try to make you do something that you not you necessarily don't have to do. You know, I like doing hard cardio, but if you're just wanting a big squat, why would you run? Or if you're trying to get a good bench, what does a farmer's carry do for you, right? You have to do that research on your own, get suggestions from people, etc. And like I always say, find a coach. So I want to chronicle those videos, um... Of lifting, you know, try to give some helpful tips, do voiceovers, or maybe just show um, examples of exercises. Uh, I want to really chronicle my running because I run with my dogs. I rarely run by myself. I know it's more efficient. I'll probably get more out of it if I run by myself, but I don't ever want to lose that much weight to become like a true half marathon marathon runner. I do have a goal to try to do the London Marathon one day, but I would do it just to do it. I don't want to do it to qualify for anything, right? I don't want to be, uh, I don't want to get a sub two and a half hour, like, I don't have a goal to want to do that. I kind of want to, I want to do a good 5K, 10K, and half marathon-ish Those are my goals, but I'm not a serious runner. I ran track for a long time. I understand conditioning um, to an extent. I understand uh, progressive overload, even with conditioning. And I just know how to flat out push myself. I can go to dark places. I've cried on runs because I was pushing so hard. And then I sit there in the break of the intervals like, what just happened to me? (laughs) And I'm not afraid to say that because I can go to that point and not remember, right? It's not always the best point and it's not always the best thing to not remember because you push so hard, but I can do that with nothing on the line. So I want to chronicle those things because I'm going to... I I think I finally found a schedule. I can lift Monday, Friday, and Saturday. Those days seem to be pretty good for lifting because that's the the I don't have the most time to myself, but I have enough time about an hour to get some solid lifting in. Um, running I have to do on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Those are my the biggest days I have um, alone. And not a whole bunch of meetings during the midday. I have my one meeting early in the morning and then I'm free till about noon. So I can run for an hour, an hour and a half. And it's not running all that time straight. I'm usually doing some sort of intervals. Whether it's a thousand meter intervals, I'm running a mile on, a mile off. Um, Running a 5k flat. And all sorts of stuff. You know, I'm trying to mix it up for my dogs, keep them healthy while simultaneously keeping me healthy. And, you know, just having that bond with them so they trust me for the rest of their lives, you know. Because a lot of people will just kind of, like, have dogs 
and some people will take care of dogs. There's a lot of people that I see just in my neighborhood. They walk their dog, but they talk on the phone the whole time. Um, I know sometimes I sound crazy, but I'll run and I'll like, obviously dogs don't understand English, but I keep saying, good job, boys. Let's go, boys. Keep it up. boys. Like, I don't know if that motivates them, but I've never, they've never quit on me. So I'm just going to keep that as a positive for now until they start looking at me funny. You know, like, hey, well, why are we still running, dude? Come on, let's go home. <laughs> and what else? Lifting weights, running, and the garden. Now, that's going to be my favorite thing to talk about, right? Because I gardened when I was little, but I didn't have much space to garden in between starting college until I bought this house. Like if I really wanted to try and garden, I could have done it on a patio with grow bags, maybe a raised bed that I put um, something underneath. But that would have been so much work for not a lot of reward that I just chose not to do it. And I, I put it off until I bought this house. And even when I bought this house, I didn't do it for a year because I was researching um, light patterns um, where I could get the most water to, um, what plants can even grow in my zone, which is pretty hard because Texas is zone 8B, but it it's only zone 8B because that's where the zone is. It's kind of all over the place because everybody knows the past two years we've basically had a trillion degrees in the summer and snowpocalypse in February, March, or, or April, like just a random snow spell. Everybody remembers when um, the power went out for a week. Luckily, my power didn't go out because I'm next to a fire station, but some people weren't lucky at all, and they didn't have power for like a week. They didn't have running water for like a week or even more. So we are in 8B, but that kind of doesn't mean anything to me. I just got to kind of follow the weather patterns. And this year, I was doing great up until we didn't get rain for 68 days in a row. Now, there is zero ways to plan for that. Just keep watering your plants every day and hoping they grow. So a lot of my plants were stunted this year. I'm getting a lot of jalapenos and my peppers and all my stuff is coming through now. But usually they have a four to six month life cycle and then you start pruning them back and then thinking about overwintering them which it's october now that is the main thought of of what's going on when you when your summer garden goes into fall but in true texas form it's not fall weather yet it's fall weather when we wake up it gets to like the 60s the 70s but then We'll still get random days of 90 degrees, and I get, I look outside, and all my plants are wilted. So I'm, it's just like 8B, seat of your pants. So a lot of, a lot of your brassicas, which is like your broccolis, cauliflowers, cabbage, all that kind of stuff, that you would normally start growing now, you can't. It's still too hot. It'll bolt before it gets to full maturity to harvest so i've been looking and looking and looking on youtube 
for a person in my area or within my zone. And there's not many. There's some Zone 8B, but they live in a normal state. They don't live in a place like Texas. So maybe I could do an influence on that because I really enjoy it. And I want to spread the joy of gardening to a lot more people. Starting Maybe starting with my neighborhood and moving on to bigger things. But I always have... So many people asking me questions about my grass, about my garden, and how I got started. I'm like, dude, a lot of research. And it's not easy, I can tell you that. Because you get a lot of these gardeners in there in California where they literally don't have to worry about the weather. If it rains, it's like they're only difficult weather. Or it gets windy. Or sometimes the fires, but I haven't seen any of the YouTubers get too affected by the fires. If anything, the ash kind of helps their soil life, you know? But that's another topic. Keeping it real to yourself or being real to yourself, you know? That is not the easiest thing to do, especially when you're not super popular. You know, I do this podcast so I can be able to talk in front of people, not be scared, you know, breathe during my sentences, which I'm getting a lot better at. You know, I'm not holding my breath for an entire paragraph and then gasping for air because I don't know how to talk. You know, I still get nervous talking to people. I had to I had to call a vet today. I had to call the people for the foundation. I had to give a small presentation at work. All those things make me so fearful, but you can tell by the way I've been able to talk lately. And I'm really, you know, I'm not too proud of myself all the time because I'm always like, if I set a goal, I'll, you know, achieve it by all means. And I've, the few goals that I did have, like getting all A's graduating from college, you know, making it to college, like all that stuff I did. So I am not afraid of not making my goals, but this man, starting this podcast and being able to talk in front of people is still extremely scary to me. And you guys that listen and and me just talking to myself in my office in front of my computer for some odd reason, helps me so much, and again, thank you guys for putting up with my shenanigans, my personality, my weird voice, uh, and everything else, anybody that's made a suggestion, I've got, I've gotten a few, and they've really helped a bunch, and I'm, I'm learning and growing, and as more seasoned of a veteran I get to, the better gadgets that I can get, the more lighting I can get, the better mics. And we can turn this into a real, you know, professional podcast. And I can, and one day I'll be able to start a nonprofit or be able to donate enough money to make a real impact on the world. And that's just me being me. And one day I will do that. I'll never forget the people that spoke to me and helped me along the way. Um, So just be real with yourself, you know. Don't start making, just because you want an online presence and you want to be popular, doesn't mean you have to put on an act. Because one day, you won't be able to recognize the person in the mirror. And that'll be a sad day to realize. 
and then you'll have to figure out who you are again. Luckily, I went through all that whenever I was depressed, so I now know who I am. I'm a mediocre, talented weightlifter that likes fitness and gardening, right? (laughs) That's all I am, and I'm a good friend, and I'll always be real with you. So if you ever ask me to come to the barbecue, just know you're going to get roasted, um, not holding back, but I'll always be kind to you and give you a to-go plate on your way out, all right? Um, Happy Monday. I hope you guys get after it. Have a good week. Start strong, finish strong, keep it going. We only have three months in left in 2022, you guys. That's crazy. It's crazy that I'm still doing this podcast this far into uh, the year, and I start on April Fool's Day because I'm a joke. So until then, you guys, um, have a great day. I won't rush you too bad with this one, but be real with yourself and be honest. Uh, If you can't do that, then why do anything at all, right? Peace.